conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that's like Riverdale, but for movies in which it's movie depressing and destroys your childhood. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, I love Riverdale. <laughs> I know you do. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. Today was kind of a whatever day. I got to pet some dogs. I got to pet some dogs. That's pretty much it. How about you? Um, I'm fine. Today was also a whatever day. I pet a cat. That's your own cat. That doesn't count. Well, then in that case, nothing of importance happened. <laughs> So thank you for acknowledging my tiny existence. You're welcome. Anything for you, Dan. Anything also, for you. Also joining us today is the dog meets God of theatrical adaptations. What? Jackson Heyman, how are you? Jackson? I have never seen Riverdale. Oh my God. It's all on Netflix. Get with it. Let's uh, go. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't. Cole Sprouse say, I'm a weirdo or something, right? Yes, but we sent for him anyway because he didn't write the script, okay? I'm a weirdo. <laughs> we still choose to be Jughead stands, even though the script writing is not always great. Dan, are you a stan of anything? Um, uh, oh, I thought she said Anna. I was like, duh. Dan, you stand the peanuts. Yeah, I guess it would just be... He's like, a big Schultz stan. Really the only thing I stand. Which makes a lot of sense as an elderly man. Um, Be clear, he means Charlie Brown, not the snack. No, both. I'm looking oh. at a. <laughs> I have a thing a jar of peanuts yeah. on my desk right now, so I do stand both. You um, know, Nick Belsanti's picture in my phone is a really zoomed-in picture of plant of Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> it's his contact photo. But which? But which peanut? <laughs> Is oh, Mr. Mr. Plant. Mr. Yeah, Peanut, yeah, but, but no, is it the baby? No, it's Mr. Peanut, not Baby Nut. Did they did they did they bring Baby Nut in this year? Was that a thing that yeah, happened this year? That was this year. Yeah. Many moons ago. That happened this year. That was probably the greatest thing to happen this year, if I'm being entirely honest. I think that's that was probably the beginning of the fall. That was that was where we peaked. <laughs> we as a society peaked with Baby Nut. Was that when we began to stray from God's light? <laughs> Baby Nut is God's light? Yes. No, oh, no, no, that's us stepping out of God's light. We created him and God went, mm, oh, no. <laughs> I, I think we as a society created a cardinal sin by killing Mr. Peanut in the first place. True, even though he was mm. reborn. We just love him. This is a pro-Mr. Peanut podcast. What about Mr. Bean? <laughs> Anyway, the no. movie that we're talking about today is Hot Fuzz, directed by Edgar Wright again, Yay. produced by Mira Park and two other people, uh, written 
by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. I'm going to skip over the starring section for right now because this cast is gigantic. Oh, I have a lot to say about this cast. Oh, God, I have a lot of things just in my mind already. There were so many points in this movie where I couldn't even bring myself to comment in the form of notes because I didn't know what to write. (laughs) Did did Um, this movie movie break you, Anna? What did you say, Jackson? Did this movie break you? It might have. In, like, a fun way, though. Yeah. Uh, The movie was released on February 16th, 2007 in the UK, April 20th, 2007 in the United States, (laughs) and July 18th. Oh, my God. (laughs) What? France. In France? (laughs) Uh, It made $80 million on a $14 million budget, and it has a 91% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Woo! They're really killing it on Rotten Tomatoes. Or as the British say, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shut up. I think I told you this already, but my boss at my new job is British. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, like, she says things, but then she says, or as you say it, and says it in, like, American English. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, we're going to film down the corridor, or as you say, hallway. And I'm like, I understood what you mean. What yeah, you meant, yeah, we, you. we'll just use the go-up box. Oh, God. <laughs> She's a smart lady. She just, some, the word, I, England. <laughs> what? I don't know. Some of the things they say in England just confuse me. Yes, like. You know, last, last night I watched a program on the telly welly and I used the clicker bicker to change the chili willy. Bip, bip, da doodly doo. I already, oh man, we lost all of our British followers. England, Do, I'm sorry. Did you have any? Yeah. We might have. Our large following Martin in England. Freeman. <gasps> Bring him back, Martin, I'm sorry. He's not coming on the podcast. Martin, uh, he's not going to like if I'm whiny. It, Excuse me, Martin. Will you will you two cover the Hobbit movies if you can ever get Martin on the podcast? Yes. I do if it for Martin. On the podcast, we'll do anything. True, I would do anything for Martin. He's an A-lister. We'd do that for like somebody who was an extra in the Hobbit, even. Hello, I'm Martin. You don't like the Hobbit. I don't. I told either. you how I feel about the Hobbit, Dan. I know, but I, I, I just chase clout. I know. Well, I like when the dwarves sing about how they're ruining Bilbo Baggins' stuff, and that's it. Then I turn the movie off. <laughs> that's that's the best part of that series. It is. Thank you very much. It is. Um, so the reason that I skipped over the cast is because there's a lot. So I'm going to run through these real quick. Can I start Dan, with only the most important, Dan? Dan, Dan, okay. Dan can I give my list first? What's your list? I, I have a list. About. I have a list of actors who were really giving it their all in this movie. Oh, Let me save do the that whole list. The yeah. Yeah. That's the doing the most question. Okay. Jackson. I have a list of four, so. Okay. I'll oh start. Boy. I'm going to start bottom to top, and I'll start with the uncredited. Um, we have oh, Edgar Wright plays a mm-hmm. shelf stacker, mm-hmm. Garth Jennings who is a English film producer and director. He directed Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, um, 42, yes. Yeah, he plays a crack addict. <laughs> Kate wow. Blanchett plays Simon Pegg's ex-girlfriend. Oh, yes. Peter Jackson, director of The Hobbit films. 
He plays the criminal dressed as Santa who stabs Simon Pegg. That, learning that makes that moment so much better for me. I don't even Uh, know how I feel. Steve Coogan plays the chief metropolitan police inspector who they call all the way down. Um, Bill Nye. A bunch of other British people. Stephen Merchant plays Peter Ian Staker. Oh, P.S. Staker. Oh, God. I was dying over that line. Uh, And then going on to the non-cameos, because those all count as cameos. Yes. um, We have Rory McCann, who is also in Game of Thrones. He plays the Hound. Yes, the Hound. Yeah, he plays Lurch. Wait. Yes. Wait, that's the Hound? From Game Mm -hmm. of Thrones, yeah. I've never seen Game of Thrones. (laughs) <laughs> that's just a wild fact good who else uh, we have David Threlfall who I wanted to say his name who plays the British Frank Gallagher on the British Shameless um, we have Rafe Spall once again who is a police constable we have Martin Freeman as the Metropolitan Sergeant, we have Julia Deacon. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop saying roles. Peter Wright, Kenneth Cranham, Ron Cook, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. Yes, yes. Adam Buxton, David Bradley, Bill Bailey, mm. Edward Woodward. Ooh, that's a fun name, Edward Woodward. Yeah, it's 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 like cellar door in terms of like the most pleasing words in a in conjunction with each other Mm -hmm. uh billy whitelaw bill nye once again timothy dalton Mm. patty constantine yes jim broadbent nick frost and simon pegg we made it this climbed up that hill this cast (laughs) is stacked it really is Mm mm-hmm i mean i as we all know let's take a moment to remember that i don't recognize anyone so a good portion of the movie was Gage going, oh my gosh, and I go, who is that? And he'd say a name and I go, what do I know them from? <laughs> Unless it was like Filch or Slughorn, who I will only refer to as Sluggy for the rest mm-hmm. of this conversation. I forgot that, I know what they look I like. I forgot that Jim Broadbent is Slughorn, too. Mm-hmm. Sluggy, Sluggy. I, multiple times during the film, I was like, when's he going to turn into a chair? And Gage is like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what's funny about the cast, uh, like a casting gag, is that most of the actors who play the villains, um, spoiler alert, I guess, hopefully you've watched the movie by the time you listen to the podcast. Or you at Um, least know something about the movie. Yeah, but the actors who play like the Council of Villains Mm -hmm. are are all like old BBC uh, Shakespearean theatrical actors. Yeah, yeah. I so love that. They're like, oh, let's get the old stodgy guys who definitely would not be playing an action movie villain and have them all play the villain. It's that really does it for me. You know, the we'll get we'll get into this when we get to this part of the movie. But the fact that these are the villains that these small town just old upper class people are the villains is. I love it. It's when I guessed it, I was so proud of myself. Wait, you, and I also you guessed it? Laughing. 
Yes, I did. Tell us at what point in the movie did you guess it? When we get to that point. Literally right before it was revealed. Literally. Oh, okay. Okay. So I went, oh my God, it's all coming together. And then I realized. Yes. Are you sure that you're not a detective, Anna? Dan, I very well could be. Dr. Professor Anna. Please call me that. No. Do you know that detectives are neither doctors (laughs) nor professors? Yes, but I am a doctor, professor, detective, Anna. I am a football playing king in space. Um, are you also a space cowboy? The gangster of love? Maurice. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into the movie. Um, it starts off and we see detective, not detective, he's just a police officer. Police Nicholas constable Angel. Nicholas Angel, named for the supervi- the music supervisor, of Chris all Angel. No. Nick <laughs> No, Nick Nick Angel is the music supervisor of all three of the Cornetto movies. And oh, wow. I I thought that was a fun little fact that I saw in the credits. That I have fun. something to say. Okay. Simon Pegg looks younger in this movie than he did in Shaun of the Dead. He That's does. Awesome. I, also much, well, it's because he's much more fit in this movie. He's much more fit. Yeah. It's, I think it's also the hair. I think it's the haircut. Maybe. But I just I think it's so funny that he just looks so much younger. And he's going to yeah. look so much older in The World's End. All right. <laughs> My second uh, note is it's Martin in all caps. Yeah. They, Speaking of Martin. They really go straight into the Freeman with this one. Mm-hmm. They don't make So the wait. reason Anna simps so hard immediately into the film is mm-hmm. because Nicholas Angel is up for a promotion. He gets a promotion at work because he's a great police officer. He basically we, we learned that he graduated top of his class and everything and he's basically the best police officer in metropolitan London. Um, so he gets a promotion to sergeant given to him by Martin Freeman who was a sergeant and another actor however this promotion sends him to sanford gloucestershire yes which is a tiny rural village it's like getting a promotion in a like the chicago police department and being sent to oh i don't know brown deer wisconsin Wait, okay, I can't I can't move past this without telling you this really awful joke about British okay. rappers. Okay. There's this meme. There's this meme that goes around that's like, what do British rappers even sound like? Your girl had my willy, she said it is delightful. If I catch you in West Gloucestershire, you're gonna catch the rifle. And I think that's so funny. I think that's so funny. And nobody else ever thinks it's as funny as I do. I just Oh, okay. Carry on. If I catch you in West Gloucestershire, you're gonna catch the rifle. Um, so obviously, Simon Pegg does not want this, um, and he's really only getting moved there because all his colleagues are jealous of him. Yeah, doing they, such a good yeah, job, they're making him look bad. Yeah, doing like four hundred percent better than them. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's the actions of this really competent and really diligent guy making all these other lazy people just seem worse 
You genuinely think that his boss would be like, nah, you should stay. But it's a movie, so. Well, he's also making his boss look bad. True. He's doing a much better job than him. But also, as one of the non-Nicholas Angel employees, ugh, I hate it when someone goes hard at my job. I'm like, no, it takes me a week to write up this report. Why are you doing well, it in yeah, two hours? If they can do it faster, that's not always necessarily better. But, like, he's just arresting a lot. I don't know. I guess, like, I was thinking he's succeeding in keeping the town safe. Isn't that... Well... (sighs) (laughs) Go into it. Like, well... (laughs) Now I'm just thinking about... The police. And politics. Yes, is this movie... Now I'm just sighing a lot. (laughs) Um, yeah, should Jackson, we? Jackson, you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, should so, we? Jackson, should... Is this movie propaganda? Thanks for putting me on blast, Dan O'Keefe. You're welcome. Um, we're here to talk about the hard questions, Jackson. We're reporters <laughs> now. Now, I, I, I do think this is something we should unpack before we get too far into discussing the movie. I. I I th- I do like this movie, but it is propaganda for the British Police Department in the year two thousand and seven. I mean, like you can like shows that yeah. are about the police. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I like Dexter, and like stuff like that. It's two one of, very different shows. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's one of those things. Can you can you like is it is this are these pieces of art distance enough from? social political issues that you can still mm-hmm. enjoy them without feeling shitty and or are they discussing the issues of the time like mm-hmm. brooklyn 99 talks about racism and things on the show yeah. granted they haven't mm-hmm. released a new season since covid r.i.p i'm sad about it but you know like there's a whole episode dedicated to a cop treating terry cruz differently because he's not in uniform and he's black so the guy doesn't know he's a cop so he treats him differently and then he goes oh if i'd known you were a cop i wouldn't have been that way to you and the guy and he's like you weren't gonna just treat me better because i'm a person and the guy was like no you know what i mean yeah or it was another cop sorry i'm bad at explaining you know what i mean yeah i i also do think and dan and i were having a conversation about this i think this movie is uh, hot fuzz is so distanced from the normal everyday procedures of police that yeah. I think you can, I think I personally can still enjoy it. Exactly. That's yeah. how I feel about Brooklyn nine, nine. And like, again, about Dexter too. Like that's mostly focused on a serial killer. I didn't know Dexter was about a cop. Oh yeah. He's a blood spatter analyst, but that's for another day. Um, <laughs> Patreon exclusive. That's for another simping day. Let's watch Dexter. <laughs> I paused watching that show for four months because I was so sad about the middle of season five. But that's a discussion <laughs> for another day as well. So, um, so, so Nicholas is sent to the country to Sanford, Gloucestershire. A cute wait. little area, if we're being honest. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just wanted to say that going off of Jackson's point, how it's like removed. Yeah. Because it's like. It's like if you send somebody to police the town of Mayberry. That's how, yeah, it, pretty it's much. Such a, it, it is not a... It's not realistic in either way. Yeah, it's a literal, like, fantasy town. There's yeah. no yeah. town in the world that's... Well, there's no town in major countries, necessarily, that are, like, 
countries that have high populations. Come at us. The UK have... isn't a major country. The UK is a <laughs> Whoa. country. Whoa. I <laughs> no, think you, I, mean, I think you just alienated all of your fans. <laughs> oh boy, all our fans. No, but you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking when I say that, I'm thinking more about like Norway and Sweden, where there's not really a big booming town. Whereas countries like why are you making that face? I'm talking about how I feel like there's less likely to be hella crimes there. Is am I wrong? Was there something no, I should know right, about? No, you're right. But you're right. I was just confused about how you said there's like no booming towns. Yeah, no, like, Stockholm so would beg to differ. Cities there. I guess, but you know what I mean. Like, there's more. You don't hear about. Well, I don't even know. There's what I'm less crime to say. there. That's it. Yeah. There's less crime. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh, that also could be a whole thing about politics and stuff and how people are happier because there's blah, blah, blah. And blah it blah, is blah, the blah, day blah, before blah. the election, people. <laughs> I'm stressed. Anyway. Yeah, you'll be hearing this after ten, the election. Nine days after we record, after the election, assuming um, society. No, I'll still release this if society is crumbled. I'm always chasing that clout. <laughs> society better not crumble. I got fits i gotta show off you we, know what i'm saying right? we, we still gotta talk the world's end we society can't crumble I until i until we complete the trilogy i got plans society don't crumble and if you do I, i'm bored up and i'll be you here recording <laughs> i already put in for my days off for the rest of the year so hold off a little bit because i i would have taken that time earlier had i yeah known. for real me when i was planning to go to disney world this fall but then covid Ooh. anyway yes. <laughs> i didn't actually make the trip so it doesn't matter so, um, Nicholas, he is sent to Gloucestershire, England, um, where he <laughs> first shows up and he shows up at the boarding house, the bed and breakfast kind of thing that he's staying at. Yeah. Um, where his I love adversarial, the little lady behind the counter. Uh, I love her. <laughs> he has an adversarial conversation with her. <laughs> over so a crossword funny. puzzle. All just while doing a crossword. <laughs> Love it. She calls him a fascist. He calls her a hag. What a, a hag! What Dan. an aggressive! Hey. What an aggressive crossword puzzle! Yeah, that who wrote, who wrote this crossword? Like, maybe it was like polarizing words to call someone. <laughs> that was the theme. <laughs> what a what a maybe wild crossword! Simp. No, I don't mind. It was two thousand seven. Simp hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. yeah, then it was just simple plan. I think it was, oh my god, I think it was like fangirl back then still, right? I don't or know. Or just a fan? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I agree with Dan, right. I think it was simple plan. I was yeah. a David Archuleta archangel in 2007, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Nicholas Angel gets anyway. to the hotel. <laughs> Yeah, so the he ends up going to the local pub, the only place in town where he uh, doesn't get drunk. Instead, he gets cranberry juice. I I My think favorite juice. Yeah, I think I think this is a good I think this is a good place to discuss the differences between Sean and Nicholas as characters. They're complete opposites. They like, yeah, completely up. different. Yeah, I wrote I wrote Bizarro Sean in my notes for, for yes. Him. Gage and I were literally talking about how they're just entirely different characters. Yeah, like and just complete 180. But there are a lot of similarities, especially in their in their romantic relationships. Like 
yes. we, we skipped over the scene with Nicholas and Kate Blanchett, um, where she says that he can't switch off. And it's such a departure from the Sean character who was only like focused on just having a good time and not really doing his job or anything. Not being serious, yeah. And Nicholas is too serious about his work and about helping people. Yeah. My personal favorite is when um, he later on references that his ex once said he cares more about his Japanese peace lily than he cares about any person. Oh, the and Japanese like, peace really lily. I am Me with my LO son. I've thought about getting movie. a peace lily after this movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I should get one of these. That's me with my aloe. I'm holding his leaves right now. He is my son. Dan, do you have a point? I don't have any plants. My last apartment didn't really get sunlight, um, so I couldn't get any plants. But Anna has a lot of plants that she cares about. Yes, she understands. And you have a cat. That's the same thing, kind of. Yeah, so cats, cats are, are like plants. But, um, cats are plants with hearts. <laughs> they're like, like roses. You know, they're beautiful, but they're sharp. <laughs> and they meow. Yeah, and they're cute. <laughs> Okay. I need to send you that so you can put it on the Instagram. Please do. I need pictures of okay. Poppy for the Instagram. Anna, you need to put oh. Anna, you need to put my meme that I made on the Instagram. I need um sorry, Dan, you can edit this part out if you want. I'm so sorry, Dan. You look so disappointed in me right now. Jackson, I need a headshot and a bio. Okay, I'll send you something. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Let me make a loud noise. Ah! Okay. So at the pub, um, Sean, I'm saying Sean because I don't care anymore. It's he, Oh my God, just say Simon. Simon. Simon sees that most of the patrons sense. at the bar are literal children. As I was just going to say 18. literal children. I, uh, these, these 17 year olds are so much funnier than the 17 year olds in Shaun of the Dead. They are, because they're more relatable. Like, and that one, what, the one, the one, the one sassy. Yeah, very sassy. And since Sean is Nicholas. such a dedicated police officer, <laughs> he he kicks them all out of the pub, leaving only him and Nick Frost, who is getting drunk, eventually, and of course the bar owner. Um, Eventually, they leave, and Nick Frost backs his car into Sean. Almost. Almost. Sean does a backflip out of the way. Dude, you can't basically. keep calling him Sean. I don't care. Again. <laughs> his name? Nicholas! <laughs> That's not my name. I'm Dan. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I'm Jackson. Okay. Uh, so... The next day, Sean goes into the police station, and I noticed it this time. I noticed <laughs> that I said Sean, um, where he meets basically the rest of the officers, including yes. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Nick Frost Loves as that. Danny Butterman, and he and he meets Slughorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I yawn while saying that. <laughs> 
Mr. Butterman. My name is Slughorn. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> I put in my own Slughorn, sweet Sluggy, we, and there was a dog, so I put the good uh, acting. Saxon. Mm -hmm. uh, we also, so, Dan, Dan, you forgot to mention the amazing dual role acting by Mr. Bill Bailey as the twin brothers. Oh, God. Did I forget to mention that? I love Or did I just go over it? I'm a big Bill Bailey fan. I, like Ben Bailey, the host of Cash Cab. So, so Nicholas goes to the station and meets all the other cops. Yes. In, uh, and a dog. And yes, he also uh, ends up meeting the members of the Neighborhood Watch Alliance, or the NWA, as they <laughs> prefer to be known. <laughs> That's right, they are. They do call themselves the NWA. Not only do they call themselves the NWA, they use the NWA's logo for their meetings. That's right. Oh my god. It's just it's oh Do you god. think that was do you think that was intentional or do you think that was yes. just oh, Absolutely. 100%. Okay. I think the logo yeah, was intentional. Gloucestershire. Oh. That's my film. Oh, oh, I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear Timothy Dalton rap. Mhm. Mm Straight I out of Gloucestershire starring Ice Cube's son as Ice Cube. <laughs> Damn, um, we we glossed over um them talking we have to gloss over a lot because this is a dense film. Can I so. talk about Patty Considine and Rafe Spall as the Andes, though? Sure. My two favorite characters in the movie because they, they're just living it up every scene they're in. Oh, God. They, yeah, they are hamming it up. It's so good, though. Okay, I just want to touch on um, the, Nash the Neighborhood Watch Association, my personal favorite the uh, town menace that is a living statue. <laughs> that's, <Yeah. laughs> that's when that's when you know that this movie is going to take the turn it goes in, I think. When they start talking yeah. about the living statue, you know where this is going. Oh, maybe God, I was dying. Because, maybe it's because I grew up in a, a, a well-to-do, basically white suburb. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes total sense. <laughs> this is, this I mean, is exactly yeah. what the town meetings would be like. I think I told you this, but my town growing up was anti-children swimming pools because they were an eyesore, and I feel like yeah. that would also be an issue for this neighborhood. What? Yeah, that's a story I, for another day. I I grew up in working class Shoreview, Minnesota. We didn't have anything like this. That sounds oh, exactly well, like something that somebody from uppity Edina, Minnesota would say. I'm not uh -huh. from Edina. <laughs> we called we called say. the Edina people cake eaters. Oh, well, that I was a thing they used to. The, right the, that was what they called them in the Mighty Ducks, and we all just adopted. <laughs> Good. Uh, we also then meet Timothy Dalton as the supermarket owner. Simon uh, I'm Skinner. I'm a slasher. Yeah. Prices. <laughs> I need to start introducing myself to people like that. I'm a slasher. I was like, what the heck is going on? What I love oh, about Timothy Dalton's performance in this film is that you know that you 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 know from the start that he's a bad guy, but he's Yeah. But it's but it's like he knows that he can get away with whatever he wants, so we will just—he'll just broadcast that oh, he's evil. Mm -hmm. 
he's slimy. I've definitely known people like that in my life. Yeah. Uh, and it leads There's, to it, it leads to it leads to the best shot in the entire movie. When when he's just standing there smiling and the camera pans over to him in the port in the picture doing the exact same <laughs> oh, pose. Slime, it's wonderful. Slime, slime. Um, so later, Sean and Nick Frost are out on patrol, basically as traffic, a speed trap, and they pull over the two lead actors of a Shakespeare homage performance. So uh, not a Shakespeare on performance. Earth. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta talk about this scene. Go, do it. It's all yours. The floor is yours. It's mm-hmm. just... I, because I, we've all done, we've all acted in some Shakespeare performance before, correct? Only yes. in class, because I'm not cut out for Shakespeare, Oof. but yes. Oh, yes. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but we, we're all familiar with, with the language, and it, we've all gone through American public schools, so we were familiar with it then, too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Those are all true facts about me. <laughs> But this is the absolute worst Shakespeare performance I've ever seen. It's a direct ripoff of Romeo plus Juliet, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, yeah. And even I with the was gun, dying down to the costume. Even with the gun. Oh my god! I was like, what song do they sing at the end? I can't remember. Love me, love me, say that say you love that me. You love ooh, me. Thank ooh, you. Me, oh my. Oh how you do me. Yes. Oh yeah. As soon that as was... the, as soon as she says bang and then the piano kicks in, it's just it's so silly. Was... It's so silly and I I think it perfectly encapsulates the motivations for the Neighborhood Watch Association. Honestly, I would have been considering the same thing if I had to sit through that performance. <laughs> And the same thing that Ada is talking about is the next morning, the two leads are found decapitated. Oops. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, oh, and God. And it lo- it's set up to look like a horrible car accident. Yes. Yeah, basically oh. that they got their heads sheared off by a road sign when they swerved off the mm-hmm. road. But Sean of the Dead knows that's not what happened. That ain't it. Something smells. There's that something fishy cheese. in Sanford, Gloucestershire. Yeah. Um. So later, Sean, I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> Simon. Simon Pegg. Uh, he he goes to resolve an illegal weapons dispute. <laughs> basically, oh, at Filch's house. Yeah, at Filch's house, where he has been threatening the his neighbor for trimming the hedge i think is what he was doing yes yes yes. Um, and everyone's he's pointing a shotgun at him saying like don't do that and um simon yes he goes (laughs) good work man i hope you have a license for that and he goes yeah i got one for this (laughs) for this and then he opens (laughs) up his shed (laughs) and it's every single person and a sea and a mine. mine. Yeah, an undersea, like, World War oh, II air landmine. Yes. Chekhov sea mine. Yeah. Oh, God. That surely oh, no. won't come back later in this film. Not at all. 
No. I wish Phil should come back. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Sean of the Dead is—he's really warming up to Danny of the Living. Danny of the Butter. He's sweet. He's he like is sweet. Did, and cute. He's a himbo. Absolutely. He's, he's a puppy. Yes. It's just sweet. He's a himbo. And, it's just sweeter Ed, and I I think Nick Frost does these characters very well, but it's something where, like, once you shave Nick Frost's face, he looks so much younger than he actually is. And you, They do both look like babies in this movie. You really feel for Danny as a character throughout this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wanted to just hug him. Yeah. He plays it like he's, like, a 23-year-old. Yeah. Like yes. really young. He's like it's a, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's into like pranks and just having a good time and just vibing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a vibe. He is a vibe. That's the that's Pets the main takeaway. Um, Jackson, you said he's like a sweeter Ed. Yeah. I don't think I ever took that subject in school. I took sex ed, but sweeter <laughs> Ed was not part of the curriculum. I think outside of Edina, Minnesota. I. <laughs> Okay. I hated that joke so much. Dan, Dan, can we forcibly remove you as the host of this podcast? I'm the yeah, only one with the fine. passwords. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he is. Our Instagram would keep running, though. Yeah, that's it. Hi. The Instagram declares independence from the rest of the podcast. <gasps> oh my god, the Instagram emancipates itself. Remember when I accidentally commented on your post um, on Instagram as the as the podcast? Fun time, what? I do. Yesterday? Yes, I do. That was embarrassing. I think about it a lot. It's kept me up all night. Uh, so, so, Sean of the Ed, get closer together by... Love it. Watching action movies yeah. together. They watch like... <sighs> Super Cop and Hard Boiled and all that stuff and Bad Boys specifically two. Point Break Bad Boys Two and Point Break. Point Break. Uh, I read I read a fun trivia about this movie. Um, Nick Frost was told to watch um twenty action movies for to prepare for this role. I uh-huh. believe what it was. He only watched one movie twenty times. I think. And you know what movie that was? Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two. Gage told me that fact. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I get the same information as Gage. It's okay. Sometimes I just know the facts already because he's one of those people that looks up the facts while we're watching the movie. <laughs> he's one of those people. He's one of those people. Movie fans. Ugh, trash. So that night, the we see that the wealthy land developer, George Merchant, George Merchant. who was planning on building a shopping center on the outskirts of town, um, he drunkenly is, stumbles home to his house. And his house explodes. Yeah. But, for, but first, you, the, but first the, the hooded killer makes a mm-hmm. nice meal of beans on toast. Oh, God, the hooded killer is terrifying. It reminds me of so many kids that used to try to scare me while I was working at Party City. They'd, like, borrow a costume and try it on, and they'd just stand at the end of aisles while I was trying to do stuff. Okay. That's just a fact, a fun fact for you. That sounds more like a therapy memory. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, all. I'll remember you in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the hooded figure, while terrifying... I don't think is as terrifying as the British diet of beans on toast, beans on toast. and bacon. 
Hey, yeah, that seems it seems like, like it, I would I would eat that food. I would not. Boy, I'm really I'm really leaning hard into the anti. You're uh, really anti empire stance. England has a lot episode. of great things. Let's let's touch on a couple good things England has real quick. Doctor Who. Okay. Tea. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, absolutely. I was trying to stay away from people, but you're right. Corgis. Okay. Even though those are technically Welsh. Uh, wait. Yeah, Wales. Um, Wales is in the UK. Yeah, okay. We'll yeah. allow it. It passes. Passes yeah. the vibe check. Um, didn't like War Horse, so I'm going to have to take that one point away from them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, um, can... Something that my brothers do uh, when we're like all at home at my parents house if there's like a, a silence during a meal yeah randomly one of us will just go Whoa-ho-s. oh god i hated that play <laughs> i hated the movie my parents wanted to see it i fell asleep that's the only time I've... i will never disrespect the theater where's my horse i'll disrespect the theater this one time by saying i hated that show <laughs> Um, can can I use the can we use this scene that happens right after George Merchant's house blows up and you see Simon Skinner in his car being all slimy? Can I use this scene to um, talk about the amazing music choices in this movie? Oh, you can yeah. use it for however you like. Yeah, well, it's like it's part parts parts of the movie that that are like like the music really like fits the scene. Well. So basically, when um, Martin Blower and Eve Draper, when, when their bodies are found, in the background, um, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits is playing. Mm-hmm. And then in this scene, fucking um, Fire by the Crazy World of Arthur Brown just starts blaring as you see Timothy Dalton's smug-ass face. And I love it. One might say... That the music director really did his job. Yeah, props. <laughs> I'm Prop- so sorry. I was like, this is so sassy, but I gotta say it. No, you're right. Like, it's really cool, and I like that they put that much thought into it because you could have just chosen like any old, I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on orchestral pieces, but you could have chose any old score and been like, here it is. But they didn't, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and in a in a turn, I think. Not every sound is diegetic in this film. No, no, it is not. Correct. No, it's it's kind of the opposite. Everything is non-diegetic. Yeah, All of this mm-hmm. is coming. It's up much more standard. Ether. Much more like a standard film presentation. Yeah, it's also way more like a, a explosive dumb eighties action movie where they would randomly have the one or two pop songs that pop in. Yes, love yes. that. Um, love that. Yes, as a connoisseur of the Sylvester Stallone filmography. Um, there's a four minute long scene in the movie Cobra oh, no. set to the tune Angel of the City that no. doesn't matter at all and it's incredible <laughs> Sylvester Sloan probably just liked that song come on the podcast Sly fame director <laughs> Sly <available>. Stallone <laughs> we'll do all nine Rockies Happy no! Birth- happy birthday, Polly. I don't think I have two creeds, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're two creed movies. Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah, there's, there's six Rockies, two creeds, and one stopper my mom will shoot. And that makes up the Rocky filmography. And where, oh and my where, God. <laughs> and where does Over the Top fit in that? What's Over the Top? It's the, is it, is that the one about arm wrestling? 
Oh Hold my on. god. Hold on. I don't it's know. So I thought you were talking about Over the Hedge, and I was like, that's Oh, I close. love Over the Hedge. That oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Over the Top is a 1987 American sports drama film starring Sylvester Stallone. The main character um, tr- is a long-haul truck driver who tries to win back his alienated son while becoming a champion arm wrestler. Dude, I love Roadhouse. <laughs> oh my god, Roadhouse. That's a family guy reference. Um, since we're talking about Sylvester Stallone, because I brought him up because that's all I care about. Um, do you know that he directed the sequel? To Saturday to Night Fever? Saturday Night Fever. Yes, and it's what? it's called, called, Staying it called Alive. It is called Staying Alive. That's Saturday Night Boxing. Oh, yeah. I, if it was called Saturday Night Boxing, that'd be great. I've I've watched I've watched Fight that Club. movie, Dan. I've seen that movie. It's not Why? good. Why, Jackson? You know, sometimes you just need to watch bad movies to feel something. Amen. Go listen to our Troll Two episode if you haven't yeah. yet. <laughs> um. Since we are, as I check my recording length, an hour into recording, we barely got into the movie. Forty minutes into the movie, That's I'm yada. gonna yada, as is becoming a trend. Um, Gage thinks we need yada yada merchandise. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yada. We, we need regular merchandise before we have more merchandise. I know. Is it legal to sell pictures of celebrities' heads on shirts? We're going to have to look into that, but I don't think so. No, hmm. I don't. What if we buy Jonathan Taylor Thomas's likeness rights and lease them back out to him <laughs> for his own face? Do you think he'll come visit us then? Should yeah, I probably. be like on that episode of Drake and Josh where he writes a restraining order and I frame it and hang it on my wall because it's his autograph? <laughs> um, Who's anyway, that at the door, on. Anna? It's JTT. Literally, oh, love JTT. So, Sean of the Cop thinks that the killings are connected to the property deal, and Tim Messenger, which is the name of the local journalist, oh, um, he he's such a fun he he's such info. a fun guy. Um, he's so cool. I like him. Cool. I like um, I like his little hi hi. Yeah, but he can't freaking spell. <laughs> he calls him Tim Angle. Uh, Nicholas Angle. That would keep me. Nick Angle. That would really peeve me if i was the person how would the somebody misspell your about. name anna um hannah happens a lot okay um a-u-t-o for auto instead of auto happens a lot <laughs> anna cars yes pretty much um i but i i so i get a lot Jackson, of yada okay okay <laughs> We're under a time crunch here. If we don't Are we? Half an hour, we all die. Pretty much. <laughs> um, or rather, so, Dan dies. Yeah, it, I die, and then you get all the passwords. Yes. Um, so, when Tim is about to tell uh, Cop Sean about what he thinks is happening, which is also happening at a church carnival, um, a spire falls off the roof and impales him in the head. So the worse dead. than midsummer. Worse the, than midsummer. I don't care what anybody says. Far more graphic. Thank you. The mm-hmm. goriest fucking kill in the entire movie. I'm telling you, scarier mm-hmm. than the scene in midsummer where people start dying. <laughs> Truly. Madly. Deeply. Deeply. <gasps> <gasps> 
<laughs> you know One Direction has a song by that name, too? I'm not sure if it's cover or not. I can't figure it out, but I wrote a paper about it in high school. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk at the end. Goodbye, everyone. No, no, Dan! <laughs> so, the cop Sean later goes to the village florist to get Nick Frost a nice plant. Another peace lily. Another peace lily. It's love very a sweet. peace lily. Uh, and she tells Sean uh, that she's going to sell her home to the uh, merchant's business partners. Uh, this poor woman. While Sean is distracted, she gets stabbed with her garden shears. In the neck. Let the poor woman just go. Like, let right. her go. And we'll, we'll get How to. Selfish. And we'll get to the motivations behind that specific kill later, but. God, it's got the weakest ones. Yeah, yeah I'm still mad about it. Like Loki's still mad about it. Just let her go. Oh, let yeah. her be free. Listen to Passenger and let her go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let her go. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. I thought about doing it, but then you did it. So <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't do it. Oh God, no, thank you. I can't. Okay. I had to go. There we go. That was awful, but I tried. So, uh, Simon Pegg, he, he chases him, but he chases the killer, but loses him. And of course, he suspects that it's Simon, Simon Timothy Dalton. Skinner. But he has an alibi because he was on tape at the grocery store. Yeah. He was on security footage. How could it not? How could it be him? Um, so later. He's attacked in his hotel room by one of Skinner's employees, he being Sean of the Angel. Um, <laughs> and he, he knocks him out, and then he learns that the NWA is meeting at the church, or the castle. The ca but wait, um, let it be specified, he uses the peace lily that he loves so much, he sacrifices mm -hmm. it to save himself because he now cares about the town and the people in the town. Which still, I guess, is like caring more about his job than anything else. But he cares about the people. Yeah. War is his peace. Oh, my God. Whoa. R.I.P. Peace Lily. R.I.P. Peace Lily. Okay. Carry on. I just wanted to mention that moment. I shed a tear and I held aloe close you to my him. heart. I held him. <laughs> um, I think that Poppy was asleep on my lap during that part. So. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I don't have a pet. Neither do I. Aloe's a plant, remember? Oh, yeah. Jackson, do you have a plant? I don't. Oh. You should get one, for real. They're fun. I had a pumpkin. It's yes. gone. But, like, get an aloe. They're great. <laughs> They're pretty easy. Yeah. TBH. You hear that, Jackson? That's not a uh, suggestion. You That's have... an order. <laughs> it's Go a... get an aloe. I'll come They're back easy. next week and I'll have one. Can you Good. plant aloe lotion and then have it grow an aloe plant? I so, wish. That's no, the same, that's the same philosophy as like a... Off and I use those whenever I get sunburned or something. I know you're kidding, but now I'm being informative. Welcome back to Potent Potables, the podcast all about planting. Today we talk about aloe vera. Yes. <gasps> My dream. So, okay. where were we? Uh, we're we were launching our podcast. Plant. <laughs> He smashed yeah. his peace lily, and my heart also smashed. Could I? And 
I think this is a good time to talk about who the assailant is. Not yet. Oh. No, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean who he smashes with the peace lily. Oh, yeah, he... He smashes one of the employees from the supermarket. Yes, but the... The hound, to be specific. Yes, the hound, who... Who's an idiot. Is the is the, hard, <laughs> is the is the character that makes me the most uncomfortable in this movie. Oh, okay. really? Did I say something offensive? I am no, so sorry. No, 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 no. It's just... It's, it's like one of those mid-2000s portrayals of a mentally challenged individual that oh. really rubs me the wrong way. No, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. This is Napoleon Dynamite all over again. I'll explain that when you're done. <laughs> and it's it's one it's one of those things where it's like I he he's a funny character. I still quote his yarp all the time. I love the yarp. <laughs> but but it's just as somebody on the autism spectrum, it's kind of hard for me to watch because I have worked, I have worked retail, I have worked food service, and I have kind of I'm been. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and anyway, and I've kind of been in that situation before, and it's just hard. But it's one of those things where it's like I still enjoy the movie overall. It's just that that one part is a bit hard for me. Like this one yeah. character. I think you can like. There's always a quality of a good movie is like you can find yourself still enjoying it and that's not going to be something. But also being able to recognize and talk about the fact that something caused you some cognitive dissonance. And, you know, um, in some situations, I think it's safe to say, oh, this is a product of the time and others. It's right to condemn um, the movie. And I think this is one of those movies where. I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think for me personally, this is one of those movies where it's a fine line mm-hmm. because that's not even something that crossed my mind. Yeah. But I'm also not a person who's ever been looked at in a light like that yeah. or experienced anything similar to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good point to bring up. Thank you for sharing, Jeff. This movie, yeah. this movie's almost 15 years old and we... it's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> It is. And we as a society have come a long way in better treating employees that have mental disabilities. And and also just better treating and understanding people, like you were saying, with autism. Yeah. Like, in general. Whether yeah. or not that's actually what you could say he has, but... Uh, yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it's like... It's a product... It's a joke that's a product of the times, and mm-hmm. I don't think that any of the team behind it would have included that if this movie was made today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's a joke that it feels like knowing the people behind it wasn't made with malice. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I feel like they were like, Oh, he's just like, he's big, stupid stupid and intimidating. Yeah. But it can be interpreted in ways that are not necessarily as innocent as, they might have. I mean, like that happens all the time, and yeah. it's very common. But yeah, I think you're right. Like it's something that maybe you had innocent intentions, but is also something that can be inter- interpreted mm-hmm. as not great. <laughs> yes. Wow this this episode got very deep into social. We do that sometimes. 
My okay. mom would not let me watch Napoleon Dynamite when it came out because she thought that it um, made fun of people with different abilities and different life experiences yeah. and things like that. Handy capabilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen it since then and I don't like it, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the best twist in any film history. Yeah, yeah so... gasping as I'm eating popcorn on my couch. So, Shaun of the Undead, he ends up going to the secret NWA meeting at the castle, uh, and it is led by Frank, um, who is the head sergeant, mm-hmm. the inspector, uh, at the police station. Uh, and Danny's father. Please, that. please, Slughorn. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sluggy. Thank you! It's revealed that all these murders have been committed by the NWA and its members in order for the town to win the coveted Village of the Year Award. We're all gasping. We're all shook. It's all for the greater good. Everyone say it with me. The greater good. good. (laughs) It's not going to line up in the recording. I know. I (laughs) know. I, I did um, some I did some research and I learned that the chant that they're doing at the very beginning of this scene is actual Latin and that's nothing that's something I didn't know until yeah. this this last viewing. That's Do you know what they're cool. saying? Uh for the common good of the community. Oh. That's and, fun. And also one character does and also someone does say make Sanford great again, and that's I guess. <laughs> Yeah. And that one really yes. hurt. I literally, in my notes, I believe I wrote this. I swear I did. I wrote, oh, where is it? Where is it? I swear I wrote it down. Oh, I wrote, as soon as I hear make blank great again, I feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> but, 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 in but in all honesty, this is, I like I said, this is one of my, one of the best twists in any movie period because it's a good because you have um, Nicholas explain what he thinks is the motivation much earlier in the film in terms of like this land this big old land deal that he thinks is the center of it all, but really the motivations for all these murders are so much petty than you'd ever expect, like like they kill Martin Blower because of his bad acting and they kill yeah. Eve Draper because of her horrible laugh. Yeah. yeah. They kill George Merchant because of, because of his ugly house. They kill Tim Messenger because of his errors in the paper. It's all so freaking um, And they kill Leslie Tiller because she wanted to leave the town. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, don't even get me. My fists are clenching. It's, I'm turning into Arthur. <laughs> it's so petty, but it works because you'd expect these old country British people to be this petty. Yeah, true. Like, it just fits. And you just wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to actually act on their murderous intent, but here they do. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious, especially in the next scene, if I may. (laughs) Yes. You may. The next big scene. I, like, stuff happens, he gets chased, and, um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name, my brain just wants to say Ed. Danny? I know it's Nick Frost. Danny! Thank you. Just kind of like decides, even though it would be hard to go against his father, Slughorn, he's going to go with um, 
with Nick and they're going to make things right. And when I tell you, Gage literally goes, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> when he starts to fight the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the most dramatic. That This is the part specifically, like multiple times in my notes. I just put like, I don't even know. Like, it's just old people fighting with guns and Simon Pegg is fighting them. And so is Nick Frost. What is going on? <laughs> like, Everyone in this village is packed. Yeah, they're all they're all just throwing hands. They're all firing left and right. Like they've been to the range a million times. It's seriously the shooting is of that of a high action movie, yeah. but it's being done by all these little old people. Yeah, <laughs> it's such oh a it's God. such a, a a stark contrast that you can't help but laugh, and it works. Absolutely. Oh my yeah. God, it's so fucking wild. I. It, it's so over the top, and it's perfect that way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's everything. It's yeah. everything. So I mean, the last uh, like twenty five minutes of the movie is just a shootout. Is, it's shootout, shootout, fight, shootout. Um, Angel and Danny get the cops who were originally against them to be with them and fight against slugs. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part is when a shot of spaghetti sauce gets shot <laughs> or a jar of spaghetti sauce gets shot and they're all like ah ah because they think it's blood and somebody goes it's just bolognese like i'm dying it's it is it oh, is the God. it is the peak of patty considine's performance in this movie oh my god i was when he gets deep. hit with the sauce yeah oh god so uh, good oh eventually there's a car chase between uh angel and danny and then Slughorn and Skinner, Timothy Dalton. Just call him James um, Bond. Just call him Bond. Jimmy Bimmy. The first of two Bond. The first of two Bonds in this trilogy. That's true. Wait, were you uh, going to say that the French called James Bond Jimmy Bimmy? And is that I may true? Have. Uh, is actually, that a fact? That's Jimmy not true. That's everything, and that's the only way I'm calling James Bond ever again. Thank that you. can't be true. The name's I, Bimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Baby. <laughs> uh, so they're getting a car chase, and the the bad guys end up kind of driving off a cliff and going off of a jump over the made up model town because they get run off the road oh. by a goose. Sorry, is Poppy there? No, my Halloween lights that I had taped up on my window just totally <laughs> fell down. <laughs> It's oh. a it's a ghost. So that's what that surprising noise was. Wow, that scared I me. Was I thought it broke in through the window. It's Just a ghost. the ghost of Christmas going Halloween's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they were steered off the road by a goose. <laughs> the goose is too much. <laughs> the goose. The bird. He's terrifying. I swear to you, though, when they're in the car and the goose snaps, <laughs> I jumped about a foot in the air. <laughs> the uh, the unsung hero of this movie. The goose? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. If you're looking for any goose content and you're on Instagram, uh, <gasps> follow the Instagram account Mill Honky. I follow it. What? This is a Milwaukee. thing? Yes, it is. I Mil follow. Mill Honky on Instagram. It's quality content. Uh, we so- stand. Angel and Danny, they pick up the goose and put it in the car with them. 
Um, and they take the jump also, but they do it for funsies. And Sean, Simon, Nick gets into fisticuffs with Timmy Dalton. Jimmy Bimmy. Timmy That's Dalton. what I picture when you say fisticuffs is old timey fighting. They fight, they fight, they fight. And then he and gets then... fucking impaled. Yes. Oh, it was in, so gross. Impaled it was so through gross. the mouth. Dan, we were eating dinner watching this movie. Oh, I'm dinner. sorry. I am, I, was it pasta? No, thank God. <laughs> it's just yeah. bolognese. Actually it was, but it was mac and cheese, so it wasn't like red oh. pasta. <laughs> it was safe. Okay. Is mac and cheese real pasta? <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't look like blood, so it's fine. <laughs> Okay, where were we? Uh, so Timothy Dalton get, gets impaled, and then Ice cream. Slughorn gets arrested, and everything is all fine and dandy. Life has been returned to normal. We go back a couple of days later, maybe a week or a month or however later, and they're in the uh, office of the police. Everything is fine. Everybody's having a laugh. Oscar winner Olivia Coleman is having a great time. Oh, Olivia Coleman! I I was hoping I was wondering if you the two of you caught up on this. Um, Olivia Coleman says a uh, gobble a couple of times in this movie. She does. In her crest joke. Gobble? Yeah. I guess I never noticed that. Or maybe I did and I just forgot. And and I remember messaging the two of you being like, oh, this is perfect opportunity for a oh, reference. Yes, I did see that. To WAP. Oh. <laughs> gobble me, swallow me. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between? Speaking of getting gobbled and swallowed, we think everything's fine until the husband of the innkeeper shows up and trying to shoot Sean to the dead. He ends up shooting <laughs> the uh, sea mine. Danny Butterman. Oh, that's right. Then the sea mine. Oh, I hated yeah. that scene. Yeah. They really got me with this. They really said, Anna, we got you. And I said, ah. We, all, we also forgot to mention the... um. The performance Nick Frost gives right after he fails to catch his dad. And in a direct homage to Point Break, he lies on his back and <laughs> fires his grun into the air. I loved it. I loved it. It was everything. And it went, was. ah! Um, however, uh, so, of course, Sean of the currently living gets very upset and goes to... Um, stop him tackle him arrest him but he knocks the he knocks him into the sea mine the sea mine the sea mine which which then causes it to explode <laughs> killing him and destroying the police station it's wild and, and then, then we flash forward of, about a year later and mm -hmm. simon pegs at a cemetery i'm screaming However, he's there with Nick Frost. They're visiting Daddy's mother's grave. I stopped screaming. It's such a It's such a fake next case. Yeah, it's such a fake out because they had a happy ending where they both could be together in Shaun of the Dead, and you mm -hmm. think that Danny dies, and like. But we get the happy romantic ending that we wanted, and I love. You know, yes. again. We get a love story that's not about romantic love. We stand platonic love in a movie. Platonic male it. friendship. We love it. We need more. It's positive. Yeah. And 
And that's the end of the movie. That's Shaun of the Dead. No, no. No, it's not. That's hot fun. Was that intentional, Daniel? Was that intentional? Honestly, it was not. That was not intentional. Yeah. That was a slip of the tongue. It was hot fuzz. Um, I loved it. I I loved it. Buzz. I love I like this. Shaun of the Dead better, if I'm being honest. Really? Right off the bat, I'm just going to say Really? That. Yep. Really. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah. I like this better, but that's also because I like cheesy action movies way yes. more than I like zombie movies. Oh, and so I like zombie it, movies better than I like cheesy playing, action movies. It's playing to the correct audience for me. And and like also it's an, it only be, it also only becomes a cheesy action movie in like the last half hour. Oh, but it's all building. Yes. All these characters are cheesy action yes, movies. It's, it's, mur- yeah, it's, it's a murder mystery until it becomes a cheesy action movie. And yeah. I Absolutely, I absolutely love this movie. It's everything works, and it's so much fun watching it when you know the twist. If you, mm-hmm. if yeah. you can, if you can, maybe agree. I'll have to go back and watch it again. Give it a second shot. Yeah, when you watch knowing what's going to happen, everything lines into place, and I think that's what a good mystery movie with any twist should do. It should, it should keep you guessing on your first watch but then when you watch it a second time you can be like oh that's how can it connects to that and then you get a big pepe sylvia board of how everything connects <laughs> your crazy eyes out spread your hands real far <laughs> and uh, and i just like the cast a lot more in this movie it the cast is good in this movie. Everybody is giving it their all, and there's not a bad performance, and there's not a character I hate in this movie. Yeah, there's no David. Thank there's God. no David. Yeah, there are characters. No you, David. There are characters. David you, really. There are characters you love to hate in this movie, like Simon Skinner or um, the Andes. <laughs> as long as there's no David, I'm good. Yeah, that is Dylan Moran's only appearance in this trilogy i mean i'm sure he's a beautiful actor in other films he's not done much i looked him up after the last recording well i love to hate him so i guess he did his job pretty well (laughs) so anna because you like what do you like more about shawn of the dead than you do about hot fuzz because you're the the outlier right now yeah Silence is I like great the audio content. I was thinking, I was thinking. Um, I like the zombies. And um, I just, I liked it better. I don't know. I'm not a huge action person. Like, okay. I know there's oh, some yeah. action in Shaun of the Dead, but, and I liked laughing at the end of the action-y stuff, but like, a cop style, like, let me go back to the two cop-related shows I referenced earlier. Why okay. do I like Dexter? It's about a serial killer. Why do I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It's a comedy that's not really about doing police work. This movie was heavily about, like, action and... Yeah, it was funny, but it was an action comedy. Yeah. And action... Save, save for the Fast and Furious trilogy... Or trilogy. The trilogy. Bajillion G. There are way more movies than there three. There are nine. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I changed it to Bajillion G. That's <laughs> not right either. The Fast and Furious Bajillion G. I don't really like action movies. Thank you. The end. Okay. You know, I I'm giving I, I'm allowing it because you you said that Fast and Furious is allowed. Yeah. I liked Fast and Furious. I liked I liked Fast and Furious. We watched those at the beginning of um, quarantine. Oh wow! You watch all of yeah. them? Yeah, I'd never seen them. And Gage owns all of them, so we watched all of them, including Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I forgot well, about Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. I want to say that you watched nine good ones, but even I can't lie that egregiously. You watched four good ones. You I'll watched. You, you watched. Well, I'm gonna get your opinions on them. Yeah. You watched time. Tokyo Drift, and that's important. I like Tokyo Drift. I know I love Tokyo Drift. Gage and I used to sing the theme music um, for Tokyo Drift a lot while we were driving. <laughs> So, Jackson, earlier you had said that you had a list yes. of actors and actresses who are doing the most. Yes. So, it's your time. Who was doing the most? Um, Jim Broadbent as Frank Butterman, who, he's this sweet, charming old man throughout most of the movie, but there's that one scene right in the middle where he's like, is this a crime scene? And Simon Pegg's like, yeah. And then he gets, he goes, fuck shit. And it's just... <laughs> he gets so into it and it's I love it and then um, Patty Considine obviously every single frame he's in he's doing some face and he's just <laughs> mugging the camera and I'm so glad that for the rest of the trilogy he's in these movies like he's in this one and he's in the world's end mm-hmm. and he is like the perfect addition to this ensemble of actors who appear in these movies yeah um olivia coleman i did not know this was olivia coleman until this most recent viewing really yeah because i only recently got i only recently got into her filmography and she's amazing she's just as good as in this as she is in the favorite i'll say that wow Uh, but for different ways. For different ways. Okay. Yeah. But I think Olivia Coleman is a plus to anything she's in. And then okay. and then my number one is obviously Timothy Dalton, who is having the time of his life in this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he just revels in all the insanity and is just he He's evil with a smile, and it's so good. Um, Anna, what about you? Who's yeah. doing the most? You know, I was just thinking about it while Jackson was talking. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with an ensemble for this one. Wow. I know. What a cop weird, out. right? That's. I know it's a cop out. No, I know it's, it's a cop out. It's because a... originally I was going to say. Um, Probably I was going to go with Nick Frost again because I really liked his character in this movie because I thought he was an adorable little puppy. But I really just loved the comedic timing of all the elderly people. <laughs> I thought they were hilarious. Like, I, I just, I I thought that they obtained and maintained your attention really well. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really a weak member of any of the... Um, neighborhood watch association 
once you found out who they were, that really made me like not like the group. I felt like I liked it because at first I was like, oh, this is just a dumb neighborhood watch group. But then you can see how like kind of sinister they really are. And I just like that they made that transition so seamless without changing the attitudes or um, characteristics of the characters. And I just thought that, that was really nice. Yeah. I'm see, not a cop a, out. I had I, backup. I was making a, a joke. <laughs> not allowed. It, it was I don't a pun. know that word. It was a pun. A cop oh, pun. Oh, oh, now I'm oh, mad at you. Oh. I'm mad at you now. But you also just made a cop pun. That you didn't even notice. You said you had backup. Oh! Get out! Bye! <laughs> Bye! You! Um, Who I did you think was doing the best, Dan? <laughs> it's Simon Pegg. I think he did great. I, I think he's great in the movie. I, 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 really do, I, a, I really do have to applaud Simon Pegg in this movie. Yeah. he He's great as an 80s action hero. He actually redubbed his lines in the second half of the movie to be more like an 80s action hero. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah. So, Jackson, who did you say your favorite actor or actress was? I Dan, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not remember. Okay. Let's pick a new one. Yeah. Who's your favorite oh actor or actress? You know, I will bring back um, the lost recording pick and um, say Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Okay. Would this movie be better or worse or the same with Willem Dafoe and Timothy Dalton's role? It would be, it would be vastly different, but I think mm -hmm. I still would have fun with it. Because yeah. I, I, I think he would be much more unhinged than Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Timothy Dalton is so charming. Willem Dafoe would be creepy, and I mm -hmm. think you'd suspect him even more. But I... But I, I always suspect Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. Willem yeah. Dafoe always looks like he's planning a murder. True. Appleton's sweetheart. I'm a slasher uh, of prices. Oh, God. Ew. You know, I'm somewhat of a slasher myself. Oh, he's taking no. the line from Spider-Man. Oh, I need, um, to, I need to watch Spider-Man again. Would God. this movie be better, worse, or the same with the ghost of Jimmy Stewart and Jim Broadbent's role? Danny! Danny! It'd be, it, it'd be worse. You need a... Yeah, that's a very British role, and you need a very British man, and Jimmy Stewart's a very non-British man. <laughs> Absolutely. He is a very American man. Yes. yes. And Anna, <laughs> better worse or the same with JTT as McFrost. Cute, but also I wouldn't buy him as a cop, because he's so... Like, I, I, okay, Cops I would buy him as a cop. Yeah, should I say that? Is that rude? Sorry to all the tiny cops out there. You know what I mean? But like, could but could you see JTT rolling onto his back, firing his gun in the air, and going ah? I genuinely could not. I I know he did comedy and stuff like that, but he's just so smarmy, and I say that from the kindest place in my heart. JTT he plays such smarmy characters, Dalton. and it would make it would make um. It just wouldn't bring the same energy, you know. Good point. I get it. Good Thank point. Thank you. How hard is it for you to have to deny JTT three times? Like uh, stop! Peter the, 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 yeah. <laughs> the last temptation um, of Anna Otto. <laughs> it's really hard, actually. Uh, 
Yeah, JTT superstar. Um, <laughs> I, I hope you know I am genuinely sitting here and imagining him in these roles. Granted, I'm not imagining how he looks right now. I'm imagining him at his peak. Good. So he looks pretty young when I'm imagining him. So maybe age has to factor in a lot with it. So I don't know. Who's truly to say? Hmm. Uh so before we wrap this up, Jackson. Yes. On a scale of one to five brutal murders from cornerstones of buildings, what do you rate this movie? I'm gonna say four point five. Strong. Anna, what about you? Three. Okay. Wow. Okay. Three maimings. I didn't hate it, it just wasn't my favorite. And for absolutely the first time on this podcast, I will have the outlier rating five out of five. (gasps) You know, you know, I am five out of five. I I am this close to a four point, like a four point nine. It is almost a perfect movie for me. I'm comfortable where I am. Thanks. Okay. Like I am, I'm trying to be as close as I can to a five. But I can't call this movie a five for me. Okay, that's fair. Is there anything that we missed in talking about Hot Fuzz? We missed the fence. We up? missed the fence gag. We missed the second fence oh, gag. Oh God! Of course, we did miss the fence gag. There's a fence and, gag. And Simon, Simon Pegg slides over a car hood again, which I really live for. He, that's true. He does slide over the car hood again. Yeah, but this time Simon Pegg actually does hop over all the fences. And it's he Nick Frost does a front who... flip over one of them. He does it and beautifully. Nick Frost does not do well. Nick Frost just... No. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> he just barrels through it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel you, Danny. That's how I would do the fence. <laughs> <sighs> okay. If you would like to follow the show, you can do so. On Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast, on Facebook and Twitter at And In Conclusion. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you could do so at patreon.com slash in conclusion. Thank you to our patrons, Tom Hillmeyer, Gage Patterson, and Clay Teets. If anyone has supr- subscribed in the meantime, I haven't checked, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out next month. <laughs> yes. Uh, and next week, we will be wrapping up our Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. We'll be done with Hot Fuzz. We will be talking about The World's End. Oh, I'm very Whoa! excited. I'm very excited for this one. And Jackson will be here once again. And Jackson, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Jackson P. Heyman, H-O-E-M-A-N-N. And if you want to find him on Twitter, you got to find him. It's it's my ARG. <laughs> If you want to find me online at DLRAAR on Instagram, at DanOkeefe86 on Twitter, or my website, dan-okeefe.com. And Otto, Dan O'Keefe. where do you live <laughs> on the information superhighway? Say, I'm not giving out my address. Ooh. <laughs> to all five of the people who probably already know where I live that are listening yeah. right now. Um 
I live at wait, I live. Oh God. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Autumn is Prime 818 or on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for Auto, Capital B for Bots, Capital R for Roll and the O in Roll and the O in Out R Zeros. And if you want to find her home address, uh oh. You'd probably book. find my parents' home address. Probably. So tune in next week for the world's end. Same in conclusion time, same in conclusion channel. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, wear a mask, wear gloves. It's getting chilly outside. Wear a hat. We Pack worry it. about you and you lose heat through your head. Pack a thermos. Yeah, don't, don't go outside if, with your hair wet. Oh, what? I've done that too many times. What other piece of advice can we give people? Um, Enjoy some hot soup. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Don't, That's it. don't jaywalk. If, if someone from Minnesota tells you that they're not from Edina, Minnesota, <laughs> you better Assume believe that they, that are. they are from Edina, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will, get, I will get a map. Bye. Goodbye, Daniel. <laughs> Where else am I supposed to simp over anime characters loudly while headbanging to face down by the red jumpsuit apparatus? <laughs>